Hello, and welcome to Local Legacies, the show where we go behind the scenes with enterprising individuals who are striving for the best in their business, family, community, and themselves. I'm your host, Tim Lanza, and without further ado, here's this week's guest. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today in the studio, we have Noel Vieira of Vieira Cleaning Solutions. How are you doing today, bud? I'm good, Tim. Thank you for having me. Dude, very happy to have you here. I want to, you know, you and I, you've done some work for me. Uh, you and I have had a couple of conversations about business, entrepreneurship, life. So I thought you'd be a good fit for this podcast. I want to talk a little bit about your story. No, definitely. Um, that's a, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure being here um, and looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, we'll start like at the beginning, I guess, how you made your, how you ended up here. So um, I was born in Uruguay in 1998, um, and in 2002, when I was like three years old, um, I think it was three, yeah, three years old, um, we uh, we moved to Miami, Florida, with my mom and my stepdad, and um, it was a big change because we were coming. For them, it was huge because we were coming to a country that we knew nothing about. Um, we don't know the language. Um, we don't know what to expect, where to go, um, what we're gonna be doing for work, um, and it was just something that now looking back at it being 23 years old and looking back at that um it's a lot of pressure on them um i personally would not be able to do that so big props to them for doing that and um we started off selling water in the streets which to this day i look back and i'm grateful for that experience um it's something that i admire a lot um and seeing how hard they were working in a country that they knew nothing about um what to expect we we lived in the streets for a couple of days um, until we found some friends, um, made some friendships, had somewhere to go, rented an apartment. Um, I remember we used to eat McDonald's um, every day because it was cheap. So they saved us some money and they were making quite quite good money in selling water in the streets. Um, it was very hot in Miami, Florida, over 90 degrees, 95 degrees, over 100 degrees um, some days. And we were thinking we were selling, I don't know how much we were buying the 24 pack of water, Poland Spring, but they were selling for like a dollar twenty-five each bottle, and it was just constant. And I remember I was—I don't know—I think I was like four or five years old. And I remember just—I was the one that always kept track of the money. So that's where I was just like, "Oh my God, money's great!" So it was something that I look back now, and I'm like, "Wow, that's where it all started." And we lived there for ten years. Um, my mom cleaned houses over there. Uh, the pay wasn't great. I remember she used to work in Burger King, cleaning bathrooms overnight, McDonald's. Um, she would bring me, you know, the toys that you get in Burger King, McDonald's, and the Happy Meals. She would always bring them home, and she would bring me like 10, 20 of them, and I'd be so happy. Um, and me being that little, I didn't know what the struggle was like. Um, so definitely, we, we've gone through a lot of tough times. And I look back, and I'm really grateful for those for those times. Um, and in 2012, um, well, I've always played soccer my whole life, so they were always there for me. And my dream was always to become a professional soccer player, obviously. Um, life took a different direction, and in 2012 we moved here. Um, had the pleasure of meeting some good people, made a bunch of friendships, and um, I played soccer here. It went great. I played for the New England Revolution Academy for a year or two, and that was an experience, an unbelievable experience, um, which I'm very grateful for. And um, now we're here. I own my own business with my mom, and I'm very grateful for where I'm at. So what was your, you know, what was the motivation of moving to the U.S.? What, how come they decided to make that jump? So from the conversations I've had with my mom, um, 
they were just it was a struggle in Yergo it was very very hard um we lost my grandfather my mom's dad in the year 2001 so they were having some tough times out there with my grandma not working um the one that provided the the food on the table was always my grandfather um my mom has seven siblings so it was very tough for them and my mom luckily met my stepdad which to me was my dad because he raised me for 10 11 years um so to me he was my father he taught me how to fish how to play soccer everything 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 i know is thanks to him and my mom and they met and he was he met my mom i think it was in october of 2000 and 2001 or something like that and then in february of 2022 2002 sorry um he's like hey look um i'm looking to move to miami um, it's going to be very difficult, but I'm willing to, to risk, this for, risk this for our future. Um, and then my mom was like, she wasn't, I don't think she was having it. I don't think she wanted to make that move, leaving all her family in Uruguay by themselves, especially going somewhere that she has no one. Um, but she thought about me. She thought about my future. And that's when she was like, yes, let's do it. Um, it's going to be very tough, but here we are. Yeah, and it sounds like they kind of knew right off the bat whether depending on how conscious of it they were or not like a way to hustle at least and a way to start making money like you said that selling that water bringing in a little bit of money get yourself established and then start looking for work in other places right so um in uruguay it's a third world country um so i think right now with the daily ink um what a minimum wage job brings you in daily is probably i think like 15 20 dollars this is working eight-hour shifts. Um, I don't know how much it was back in those times, but I'm guessing it was not that good. Um, the life out there is very, very tough, very tough. Um, sometimes my mom didn't even have food in the table, um, so for her that was very tough. And then coming to a first-world country is a big difference where everything's um, basically handed to us. And um, I feel like if you don't go through that, you don't happen to see those things. So going through that scene, being my age now and seeing those things how tough everything is over there and how lucky we are blessed to be in the united states of america is is great um so they knew they were going to be better off here than they were over there no matter what and then you're you're in miami you move up you end up right in lemonster yeah so it's actually funny because um so in 2012 before we moved here um my mom and my stepdad separated um due to some issues and they ended up very badly um we had to take my savings away to get us ourselves a new apartment down there. And um, we got that apartment. My mom took my savings out that we had since I was a little kid. And uh, she put into an apartment. We were there for like three days. And then she met. She came to um, to Massachusetts for a couple of days because um, my her brother was here. And um, and they, they went out to eat. And out of nowhere, they see this guy. And this guy comes up and then says hi to, says hi to my family. And come to find out, that was my mom's first boyfriend in Uruguay when they were little kids. Wow. So, yeah, it's quite a story. So um, I guess that happened. And then one day in Miami, I was at my friend's house. And my mom comes pick me up. And she's like, we're moving. We're leaving. Right off the bat. Three days after getting the apartment. And I was in tears. I was like, I can't leave my friends here. I grew up there. That's all I knew. I was like, I do not want to go to the cold weather. I'm not going to like it over there, this and that. And then I had one of my aunts, which she was like, Noel, there's going to be a big change for you. You're going to love it. Um, I know it's tough right now, but you'll be grateful for it in a couple of years. And looking back now and thinking about what she said, she was right. So you adjusted well to moving up here, starting to meet some new people. Yes. Yeah, so it was it was kind of tough because um, 
I came in with an accent from from Miami. Um, of course, uh, English is my second language. But moving up here was, we ended up in Lemonster at Heritage Gardens. That's where we first lived. We lived like in a studio, so it was tough. And um, I remember I went to Skyview Middle School and I was considered the new kid. And I remember some of my friends making fun of me of how I spoke to the teachers because I had a little bit of an accent. So looking back at it now, it's kind of funny. Um, but I am grateful for all the friendships I made here, for sure. Um, I still have all my friendships from Florida. I always go see them probably two, three times a year. So I try to be close as much as I can with everybody. But I'm definitely grateful for everybody I met here. And talk a little bit about your soccer career. You, you know, you said you were playing with the Rev Academy, and then what else happened with that? So um, I've always played soccer my whole life. Um, I think I played at a good level. Um, I was always playing strikers, scoring goals, assisting my friends. Um, but one thing that made me very strong was that I was always I was always having fun with it. I never took it as a job which when I started getting a little bit older, I was like, okay, well, I got to focus. I got to dedicate myself to this. Um, it, that, that was when I first moved here because when I first moved here, um, I met one of my best friends. Um, his name is Diego Fagundes. Um, and he helped me out with the, with the Revs Academy. And um, our friendship started there. And then that's when I started playing at good clubs, high clubs. Um, and then I ended up in the revolution and I was like, okay, so this is when I was like, I think it was junior in high school. So it's when like colleges start recruiting you and this and that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit serious. I'm going to try to start training harder. Um, I remember before trying out for the revs in 20, 2015, I think it was, I was working a landscaping job, um, throughout the summer and I had this trial already for two months ahead of time. I already knew I was going to have it but I never told anybody. But I remember working 12-hour shifts. This is a sacrifice I made. I remember I was working 12-hour shifts, and right after I was waking up at 6 in the morning, coming back at 6 p.m., and I was hitting the field by myself for an hour or two, nonstop, waking up the next day, repeating it. That was my whole summer. Um, gladly, once the trials came out, I was uh, I was nervous because I was like, I don't know what to expect. It's a different environment, higher level. And um, I ended up getting, getting on, being on the team, um, and it was a... Uh, unique experience that I don't think I'll ever have and um, playing with uh, teammates that were on the national team U20s um, U18s um, seeing what it actually is close to being a professional the dedication you're, you are uh, you gotta watch where you eat traveling to different states playing different teams hotels free food um, and just um, just the experience was just unique it's something that you do not see every day and something that I learned from that experience was that I never realized how tough it is to be a professional in any sport because you're competing for your spot every single day of practice and being 100% every day is tough because it's not just the training it's a 24-hour thing that you have to just deal with you have to watch what you eat how you sleep mentally you gotta you can't be stressed um coming in to get your job done not getting injured so there's a lot to it so to all the professional athletes I give a lot of props to because we're in the outside and we comment oh he didn't play good this game um, he should leave. He shouldn't be getting paid what he's getting paid. But like I always say, it's like it's easy to talk when you're on the outside, but when you're there, it's it's you got to be there to know what it is to be there. So it's it's tough. So high props to them, definitely. And um and as far as colleges, I was getting scouted by some good colleges, some D1, D1, D2 schools. But one thing that I never focused on that I was always told was like, Noel, focus on your grades. Focus on your grades. You're gonna need it at some point. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't the brightest kid at school, but I was lazy. And looking back at it now, I know I was like, wow, I wish I took school more serious. Who knows where I could have been? But like I said, everything happens for a reason. I am where I am right now, thanks um, to everybody, thanks to God. And everything happens for a reason, so I wouldn't want it any other way. 
So you feel like your grades limited you a bit from kind of getting to the next level? Definitely. If um, It's kind of embarrassing what I graduated with. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I'm glad where I am now. But I'll, la- I'll say it later on in the, in the interview. Okay. In the podcast. So we'll see where that goes. And now when did you really shift and decide like, okay, now I got to start working. Like this is the next, you know, what was the next step for you? So after, um, after high school, I ended up going to Salem State University playing soccer out there, scoring a lot of goals, a bunch of assists. We won the league title. Um, that's when I started getting more serious about school, um, watching my grades. It's actually funny because I made a huge commitment. You, you lived in Salem. So you know how far it is. I went to Salem State. <laughs> you went to Salem State. Yeah. So listen to this. I was driving there every single day. From Lemonster? From Lemonster. From Oof. Fitchburg, actually. I lived in Electric Ave. <coughs> um, an hour and a half there. Now we're at 15. And then driving that back every single day after practice. I was spending my whole days there. Um, my grades were good because I was there. I was getting help um, in the fall season. Spring season, not too well. I ended up failing all my classes. Due to the traveling, I was like, oh, I don't want to travel out there. There's no point. I'm just going to travel for one class. And um, that was between the process of me going to uh, UMass Lowell. So that played a huge role. My brother went to UMass Lowell. Oh, he did? So that's, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, um, that, that kind of, the grades kind of screwed me off on that on that process. But it is what it is. Okay. And then you started, what's the... So then um, while I was at, after Salem, um, I actually started working at Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, it went all right over there. And then I got um, a delivery job for Pizza, uh, Pizza King Lemster. Um, I was I was working a lot of hours. That was in I think it started August 2018 when I started working there, and I had to take that year off soccer because of my grade of failing all my classes in the spring. So that's where I took a big hit mentally, and um, and it was tough because I was working four to ten every day, and I was also going to school with Mama Chusa in the meantime. So my day was school and then just go to work, and um, it was very tough. Um, especially watching my teammates in the games in the season, scoring goals, having them win titles, and you have to see that from the outside, especially when you want to be there. It's tough. So it was very tough on me for that. Um, but that made me build a lot of character in me. And then it's funny because while I was working that job, coming in December, I was going to Uruguay. And this is when it all shifted a whole different direction. My uncle knew this agent out there. He's like, oh, this agent wants to see you play, this and that. And I never paid too much attention to it. I was like, oh, soccer's done for me. I took two, three months off. I literally, I did not touch a soccer ball. I did not go to the gym. Um, I was gaining some weight. Um, and uh, December comes, and I end up going to Uruguay. And first night I get there, uh, my uncle's like, oh, um, John wants to see you, wants to bring you play over here. And we were playing a bunch of uh, professional athletes that were there, professional soccer players. Um, and I guess he liked how I played. And um, that same night, I think soccer ended at 8.30. And he's like, I need you to stay three weeks I'll take you to uh, first division here and in the meantime I was like I was shocked I was like well how is he gonna get me into a team this quick or how am I gonna get fit this quick um I don't know what to expect keep in mind I'm in a third world country now um so that same night he's like oh you have a tryout with uh Peñarol Peñarol is like one of the biggest team in Uruguay and it's not easy to get in there so when he told me that he called me I started crying at night I was like wow this could probably be it this could probably be my dream come true and I was like, okay, so once I woke up the next morning, I started training. I started training every day for the, I think it was like the next week or so I trained. And then I got to the facility, and then that's when it all came down to. I was like, my legs were shaking. I was like, wow, I was really nervous. But once you get in the field, that all goes away. Um, and then the, everything went well. I think I did really good. I was, um, I think they were offering me the contract, and that day they were offering me the contract. I didn't show up to practice due to um, just a bunch of people telling me, oh, Noel, don't come here. 
people from the United States were like, oh, if you want to play pro, this is your chance. This is where you need to be. And then people from over there, which are my own family members, they're like, why are you going to come to a third world country where, you're, where you have everything handed to you in the United States, this and that? Keep in mind, here, you you grab your car and you go to practice. Over there, I was going to have to take my a bus, two buses to get to practice, then back. The pay is not good. But that's just a sa- looking back at now, I'm just like, wow, that was a sacrifice that I need needed to make to reach my goal. And it sucks because I always ask myself, I'm like, what could have actually happened if I signed the contract and stayed? So it took, that's probably the regret I'm going to have for the rest of my life, for sure. What'd your mom want you to do? She wanted me to stay. Yeah. But the thing is, I was only seven. I think I was 17 or 18. And my head wasn't mature, wasn't mature enough to like think how I think now. So everybody was like, oh, filling my head up with one thing and another thing. And I just got tired of it. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm done. I just want to go home. And it sucks because I regret it. And I put the agent in a really bad position because you don't get into that team that easily. So looking back at it now, I'm just like every day I wake up and I'm just like, well, what could have been like? I would have wished I was like, OK, I took it. And then maybe if I got cut at some point, I got cut. But that was it. But now I have to live with that regret forever. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it is the way it is, you know, so it's, you move past it and you're doing something in a different direction. Something new, something so, new. speaking of that, what what happened when you got back to the U.S. and how did you get started doing what you're doing now? So when I got back into the U.S., I was like, well, that was it. That was my last shot. The train only goes by once. So I knew. I was like, I, had, I took some time off to, took some time off to think about it. And I was like, well, that was it. The train only comes once. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that anybody else would have taken advantage of, and I didn't do that. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have to shift my, my career somewhere else. I've always, I was going to school at the time, um, international business major. And um, I started working. When I got back, I started working for um, BCI. I took care, took care of kids with autism and stuff. I loved that job. It was amazing. And I was always looking at my mom, struggling with money, not having enough money, just... Come going to work at 6 a.m., coming back at 6 p.m., just, just dead, so tired, frustrated. She had to come home, clean, cook, repeat, and then it was just the same thing every single day. And while I was working that job, I thought to myself, I was like, why don't I just open a, a company for her? I had um, a really good mentor at the time, which was one of my friends, Nico, and he owned his own cleaning company. And, you know, I text, I reached out to him one day. I was like, hey, Nico, do you think you could help me out with opening up my own business? Um, and thank God um, I was blessed enough for him to guide me through the whole process. Um, and that's when I just took, I pulled the trigger and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to open this company for my mom. Um, I'll invest X amount of money weekly into these, into these sites called Thumbtack and Bark. Um, so as it works out, you invest a certain amount of money in there and you get X amount of leads for however much money you invest. So if I remember correctly, I was investing like 500 bucks a week, but I was on the phone all day long. So there's a sacrifice that I made was um, while working at BCI, I, in the meantime, I had to take phone calls and I had to step out the room to speak to clients. Maybe it was like, even if it was two minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, it was just a sacrifice I had to make. I got in trouble sometimes, but it's just part of the process. Um, just losing one client could have been huge because thank God for me, I was always on my phone. So I was always on top of things, right? So I was, if like, so for, for example, Thumbtack, you get a lead. The, it notifies you like, oh, um, Tim needs a cleaning in Lemonster, Mass, um, a deep cleaning with four bedrooms, three bathrooms. And then you can put contact lead. So it automatically charges you. So you do not want, you have to contact the person. So 
I was always the first one to contact the person. I was like, hey, give me a call. And they would just call me. And I'd speak to them, be like, okay, how much for this cleaning? I'd say, this much, I can get you in for tomorrow. And I was what I was investing in a week, I was making that back in one cleaning. So keep in mind, all that money that I was investing was going to my mom. Um, I was just investing 500 bucks. So with one cleaning, she would pay me with that money. I would just reinvest it. Um, and she was making, I think, 500, 600, 300 bucks a day. And she was working three, four hours. Um, so that's a sacrifice that I made. All the money that I made at BCI was going to that. So looking back at it now, I'm like, wow. Maybe I didn't take in any. I didn't take in, in a lot of money during that time. But looking at it back now, it was definitely worth it. My mom has a steady, uh, steady income. She has her clients. She has her clientele. They love her. They tip her. They're very happy with her work. So it definitely paid off. And um, here we are. Well, I think uh, one of the things that's uh, characteristics I think that's different between someone who is going to go the route of being a business owner or being an entrepreneur is a willingness to make the sacrifices of like delaying that reward or delaying the gratification instead of looking at it as like hey man I worked today I got to get paid today right you look at it as like well here's a here's an opportunity to build something bigger than myself and get paid a lot more than I ever could working at BCI or working at the pizza delivery place but right now, I gotta not take any money. Yep, you know? it, it was it was hard to not take any money because there was a lot of money coming in. But I just wanted my mom to have that money. She offered me. She's like, "No, I'll have this, have this." I was like, "No, this is your money. You work hard for it." Um, she was driving far. Um, so looking back at it, one mistake I made, obviously throughout the road, opening up a business, not knowing what to expect, you make a lot of mistakes. Um, don't get me wrong, it wasn't uh, it wasn't perfect. I made my mistakes with pricing with mileage i was making my mom drive to chicopee for some cleanings amherst it was crazy I didn't, I didn't have like a mile range and i also didn't have i did not know how to quote cleanings i did not know how to clean um but that's just something you learn throughout the process that now i look back and don't get me wrong i still make some mistakes here and there on pricing but you, you, it's a learning experience no matter what but it's tough when you do a job and you realize you could have gotten like yes, double with, yes you know, you're no, like, oh, what that guy quotes like twice as much as yep, what you did. It's like, yep. oh, man. Mm -hmm. like, and you're like, and then sometimes you might quote people a little bit under and then they're willing to pay a little bit more. And you're like, oh, wow, I could have charged a little bit more. Or when you're doing the cleaning itself, you're like, oh, I should charge more for this. But that's just part of the process. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'd rather learn it now than in five years from now. You got to make a million mistakes and it's better to make uh, a million mistakes when you got a small company than you know, say walking into a big company and making all those mistakes. Exactly. It's like, that's how you build up. That's how you build a strong foundation. You know, like I heard a quote that was like, basically like the height of the peak of your pyramid, the tip of your pyramid is determined by how wide the base is. Exactly. So if you build that strong base early on where you make a lot of mistakes, you learn how to price stuff. You learn if you're wasting money doing a job that's too far away, you, you, you got to figure all that stuff out firsthand right, right. because there's nobody really that's going to teach you you know, all the ins and outs. You may have, you were lucky you had a mentor, which makes a big well, difference. Uh, uh, very lucky for having the mentor helping me out through that process. Um, and obviously the blessing of having my mom um, doing great jobs with cleaning. I'm not saying it because she's my mom, but she's a really hard worker. I don't think to this day I've ever seen her complain about a single cleaning. Never. And I'm over here complaining about little things, little stupid things in life. And I never heard one complaint out of her life. Another thing was that when I was in the Revs Academy, so you know how far Gillette is from here. So she was working 10-hour jobs, making only 100 bucks a day um, and cleaning over seven houses. And I remember her thinking about it now, I realize it. But in the meantime, when it was happening, I never thought about it like this. 
but she was working, I don't know, it was from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., having to go pick me up from school, drive an hour to Gillette. Um, one thing they had with the practices was that um, you cannot watch, the parents cannot watch the practice. So she had to be an hour and a half to an hour 45 minutes outside doing nothing, just waiting for me to end practice to walk outside, and then driving an hour back home. So if you think about it, she's having over 12-hour days um, from driving, from cleaning, from working, from everything. So I look back at it now, and I'm like, wow, she is a, she's my motivation to this day. Anything, there's nothing that motivates me more than my mom. And the, the sacrifices she's made in life is crazy to me. And I couldn't ask for a better mother to this day. And so everything I have is thanks to her. Everything. It Anything sounds like every decision, at least every one that you've mentioned so far, was all for you. You know, everything she did right from leaving Uruguay, to this leaving day. Miami, bringing you to the Revs Academy, everything was to kind of support you. And then she produced a child that's, you know, hardworking, intelligent, talented, who can now kind of pay back for all that. Exactly. And my, like I said, my goal is not to have a house for myself or in the next few years it's just my goal is to retire her if i can retire her in the next three years i'll be happy with myself um i don't i don't think i want to see her work another day in her life but i think it'll be worth it it'll be very rewarding when the time comes so as the business started to grow uh you're still working at bci then what kind of happened so once i realized the amount of money that i could make in the cleaning business not just myself but anybody it's a it's a business that anybody could start <clears throat> um it's actually funny because i just helped one of my friends from austin um, started his own business and right now he he started a month and a half ago and he's off to a great start i told him multiple times i was like bro you're off to an amazing start he's having two to three houses clean per day and that's just and the money out there in texas is really good and it's it's a growing city um so i wish him the best on that um but i'm glad that i was able to help out and pass it on to somebody that that i care about but um I think it was three, four months after working at BCI or opening up the business, I realized that I was like, wow, I can make big money in this, really big money. Keep in mind, at that time, we were only residential. I never thought about the commercial side or anything like that. And I was like, wow, I could really, I could really make something big out of this. So I decided to start hiring employees. I had up to five employees at some point, and the money was great. The, the job was great. I wasn't too stressed out. I had to be on top of a lot of things. But that's just part of the process. I made my mistakes. Um, whether from pricing or cleaning, from not having happy customers, but that's part of the process. You're gonna you're gonna have to see that no matter what. But now looking back at that, you you avoid those mistakes. You know what to do, what not to do. And once I realized what I could what I made, I was like, wow, this is this is something I should stick my this should be my career. And um, not just in the cleaning side, I feel like I could grow business at, of anything right now at this point with the mistakes I've made. But there's always gonna be mistakes, but you just decrease them a little bit and try to avoid them as much as you can. Yeah, I think the first couple years of any business, you know, you're learning how to, especially if you're a you know, one-man operation, or it's like you and your mom, your mom's doing the technical work and you're managing the business, doing the marketing, doing you know the books, doing all that stuff you're like really learning how to do everything. So you're making so many mistakes because there's so much new, but something I want to point out too, and it's like part of what I try to do, why I tried to start doing this podcast, like selfishly, you know, for yeah, yeah. me is, you know, when you were making the decision about playing professionally in Uruguay and you had all these people giving you input and 
it's all oh, this person says this and my family says this and most of these people probably love you and care about you and they want the best for you and they think that they have the right answer that they're giving you and it led to a lot of like internal conflict for you but then with this cleaning business it was like you had one person that had already done what you wanted to do and then you asked them what to do and that exactly. gave you like a clear direction right that that opened up so many so many things for me that I was just like okay I know where to start I know where to go, I know who to come to, and I know how to avoid my problems, and I know how to grow my clientele. So having that person help me out was huge for me, huge. And asking someone who's done what you want to do, like a lot of people, like none of those people telling you what to do about the soccer played professional soccer, right? Or probably most of them didn't. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were so, close. My uncles were close, but everybody in Uruguay that, were, that was all my uncles, they were like, Noel, you need to, you need to stay here. And if you had like one person that was a professional soccer player, either in Uruguay or in the U.S., that you know, what do I do here? What, my, here's what my I want. My best friend plays professional soccer right now, um, and um, I asked him. He goes, "Do whatever your heart tells you." And I was like, "This was before I even got into the training facility." I was like, "I'm gonna do this." But once I got there, that's when I started getting all these voices in my head. And looking back at it now, I was like, "I wish." I just regret talking about it because I'm. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, but it's just like. It brings back those memories where like you're like okay what could have been what could have been but you need to have faith in god and he knows where you're, where you're headed he's guiding me through the right the right direction so i can't can't think about it too much and you're where you're <laughs> at now so that's a good thing thank god i am and so now you have built the company up you got a couple employees uh what happens next um so right now um i'm more focused on the commercial side than the residential side I actually started the commercial side um, last year, and I have over 15 commercial contracts. And thank God that's what's paying my bills right now. Um, so that's where I'm trying to focus on and just continue growing that part. Um, I feel like if I could grow that part of the business, I could just, this business is, there's no limit to it until, until how big you could get. I think I could make this very big um, as long as I'm focused and hungry. And one thing that I'd like to tell everybody out there um, that's listening to this podcast is you should never be comfortable. If you're in a comfortable situation, you're doing something wrong because you should never be in your comfort zone because that's what's going to keep you motivated, more hungry, um, just to grow anything you're doing, whether it's your business or your personal health. It's You cannot be comfortable with yourself. So that's an advice I'd like to give out. Yeah, something that I found when at times in my life where I've had no money at all, basically, and still trying to be smart about saving and investing and stuff like that, allowed me to build a habit of like hiding money from myself and so it's like as soon as the money comes in and you and I have talked about this like you put it into somewhere that's either safe and away from you where it's going to be sitting there like savings or safe and away from you where like a little bit of risk but like where you're investing it and it's growing on its own and if, as long as you keep doing that and you keep a very little amount of money for yourself to spend to go out to do whatever it's going to change the way you look at what you're going to do like on a Friday night. Right. You know, if you're like, okay, I'm only giving myself like 50 bucks this weekend to go out. Well, okay. Then I'll probably just work and try to make some more money. Right. 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 And uh, shout out to Tim on this. Um, he actually, we had a conversation about a couple of weeks ago about where to send your money, um, how to diverse it. And I wish I knew this a couple of years back. I definitely have a lot more than what I have now um, if I had this conversation back then. But like I said, it's just you, you're going to learn at some point. So I'm glad I learned it now then a couple of years back. Absolutely. You know, and then all you just keep doing it little, you know, build the habit, yeah. keep, do keep going, keep going, keep going. And then one day you're going to look back and just be like, wow, I can't believe that this is how far I've come. Just right. like 
everything else that you it's put always in. you're learning you're learning something new every single day no matter what it is you might think you know it all but you really don't you're always learning something new and um one thing that i could um one thing that i'd like to give advice about is if you are an entrepreneur um one thing to keep in mind is try to build connections as many connections as you can with the right people if you build your right the right circle you're just you're gonna there's no limit as to how far you could get now, how how have you tried to do that, and how has it worked out in your favor? So right now, it's I think it's working out in my favor. Um, one of my mentors, Mel um, Mahatmi, he's one of my best friend's dad, and um, and he's been guiding me through a lot of the of the right direction. Definitely, um, we're actually in the process of opening up our own property management team this coming summer, so I'm very excited for that uh, as being my second second business I'll own. Um, we're gonna focus more on the con- condominium side for the for the contracts, so hopefully that works out well. Um, I think I think having him there is gonna help a lot, um, and then let's see how we can continue growing. And now you said also you're. I know that you have been doing something with another friend with a clothing brand. That is correct. Um, it's called Figurati. Um, a slogan that I have for the clothing brand. It's called Imagine with No Limits. Um, I put this into anything because. I've always ima- anything that you can imagine is possible, as long as you believe in yourself and work hard for it. Um, so it's you could put it into anything. Um, the point of the clothing brand was not for the money or to take in profit or this and that. It's um, I've always wanted to build a name for myself um, or have something that people can wear um, that's mine. So I would like to make this as big as I, as big as we can um, worldwide. I mean, we have a couple of friends out there. I know a couple of famous people that we're getting it out to. So it's definitely something that it's, we just started it. We just dropped it um, April 16th, um, it was a spring drop. Um, we're working on the summer drop now. Um, so it's definitely something you guys should check out. And um, a couple of celebrities we have wearing it. We're just waiting to get those pictures out and then we could post them and then hopefully grow from there. Very cool. And now, you know, you and I had talked a little bit about some of what, you know, how these changes started to happen in your life where you went from someone who was like not doing well at school, you weren't necessarily like applying yourself in an area other than like soccer, which is more of like a, you know, obviously it's your, it's a passion, yep, something yep. you worked hard at, but it's more of a fun thing. And you, you know, you obviously were working hard, you were working 12 hour days landscaping, but you said you started to work, you know, you're reading books and stuff like that. And it's kind of like turning up the notch as far as developing yourself Talk a little bit about that. So um, I just went through a tough, uh, a tough, bad stage in my life um, this past year. Um, it was very tough on me. It was like I had a black cloud over me, um, and it just didn't go away. It didn't go away. Um, but like I said, the sun always comes out after the storm. So those days are starting to clear up for me. And um, little by little, I'm working on myself a little bit more. Trying to. Somebody once told me like, you can't love yourself. Uh, you can't love somebody unless you love yourself. And um, <clears throat> I think about that every day. So whether it's from the business side or my personal health, I try to put into everything. Um, <clears throat> so right now, what I'm trying to work on as much as I can is on my personal health. I was never happy with my body. I always thought I was like fat when I never was. Um, and that's, again, not loving myself. So how can I love somebody else? So that's something that I think about every day and I'm working on now. Um, definitely have a lot of more free time to myself. So um, I try to distract myself, read books, um, meditate. Um, I want to get into doing yoga. It sounds as weird as that sounds. I, I heard yoga helps a lot. It's um, good. Yeah, <clears throat> you've done it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking to get into it. So um, I'll see when I do that. But definitely working, going to the gym, um, reading books. Um, there's just a lot to it that I need to work on myself. So 
whether it's on the business side or personal side, I'm just looking to apply everything. I'm investing in myself more than I ever was before. I'll definitely on that. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And when you're, you know, when you love yourself, like if you think about loving someone else, you know, when you, you want to do nice things for them and treat right. them well right. and you want the best for them. So when you're loving yourself, you know, if you're eating healthier, you're going to the gym, not because you hate yourself, but because you want to, re you know, reward yourself. You want right. to build up right. your body. You want to build up your nutrition and you want to build up your mind. Right. Right. And that's another, again, something I'm working on as well. Um, changing my diet, changing the way I think about everything. One thing that I could tell you that I'm definitely, definitely working on is um, worrying more about our family, spending more time with family. Because um, we talk about, obviously, money. Money's freedom here. But um, that's one thing, one mistake that I made. I always thought about the money. These past two or three years when I started the business, I was like, okay, I need to make more money. I need to make more money. And I didn't, um, I wasn't grateful enough for the people that I had around me. I lost a lot of those people. Dude, and now looking back at it, this whole past year, I'm just like, there's so many things that I regret doing or not spending enough time with people I care about um, or just looking at things differently. Um, so owning a business is nice and everything, but never forget where you came from um, and who's around you, who's there for you. And just don't let the money get over your, over your head. That's one mistake I made. Now, how has your mom influenced you and continued to influence you? <laughs> you know, as you've grown? Um, to this day, she treats me like if I'm like five, six years old too. Um, she's always coming home, cooking, cleaning, um, but she's inspiring me every day. There's nothing that she doesn't do that doesn't inspire me. Um, she's always motivated. She has this energy, just this charisma that just like, you're just around her and you just get energy from it. Um, and I'm definitely blessed to have her in my life. But no matter what she does, she inspires me. Like sometimes I ha might have those lazy days where I don't want to do anything and then she'll just come and she'll just cheer me up doing something, I don't know what, always on top of me about anything, but she's like, no, did you pay your tolls? Did you pay, did you call the doctor? Did you, there's always something. And sometimes it gets, it gets annoying. She sends me like five, six audio messages per, per minute sometimes. And I'm just like, and then she just calls me and repeats the same thing that she tells me over the message. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, it kind of gets annoying, but I'm like, well, I'd rather, I'm, I gotta cherish these moments because one day I'll, I'll, I'll regret them. So it might be frustrating, a little bit annoying sometimes, but you gotta cherish them. And now your goal is to try to build the business up and she's obviously working in the business now, cleaning, doing whatever. Does she enjoy that? She enjoys it. Um, I'm not going to say she loves it. She definitely loves what she's doing, but it could get very tiring repeating, doing the same thing every day. Um, so like I said, I just want to be able to retire her, send her to Florida, buy her house down there. Um, that's where she's happy. She's definitely not happy here, I'll tell you that. But the only reason she's here is because of me. So I'm trying to work as hard as I can to establish this business here, grow another business, and just continue do it, repeating that and then just retiring her and have her have her, have her life that she wants. And you can probably see the leverage, and she obviously sees the leverage that she has as being like a business owner versus an employee for someone else's business. Right. When she was working 10 hours a day, making 100 bucks, you know, making 10 bucks an hour, mm -hmm than making two, three hundred bucks in three or four hours. In three, four hours. And one thing that um, my mom does is she always goes the extra mile. Always. Whether, like, for example, sometimes we're doing a cleaning and we're like, you don't have to clean this table and she'll just go and do it just because that's how she is. Um, and it's all those little things that you build, um, that you build a connection with the customer. And, for example, like, we have a customer out in, um, in New Hampshire. Um, we charge her 180 bucks for the cleaning biweekly. And she leaves her at 240. 
just because she loves my mom. She loves her energy. She loves how she cleans, always going the extra mile. And <clears throat> she does a job in two or three hours. Um, and my mom making that compared to what she was making, she had to work two and a half days to make that a couple years back. And now she makes it in three, four hours. Um, so that's something that we're definitely grateful for. And she's aware of it. She's aware of it that we continue growing. And this this year, I think I've I've never been as hungry as I am now to grow this business. And speaking to you, speaking to a bunch of other mentors of mine, it's just I'm just hungry and I'm looking to build it as big as I can. So where do you see yourself in the next, like, let's say three, five years? Well, definitely living in Florida. Yeah. Back in Miami. Definitely that. Um, owning a couple of businesses down there. Um, I have a couple, I have a friend that um, is out in Virginia. He just um, started his own truck company. Um, so I'm definitely going to look into investing in that. We've had a couple conversations already. Um, um, five years from now, oof, it's quite a while, but hopefully I can have over 50 commercial contracts for the cleaning over here. Over 10 contracts in the property management, <clears throat> growing Figurati as well, um, and maybe starting a business out there in Florida with my uncle. So, so you'd there's like to, a lot planned out. You'd like to keep your businesses up here and then potentially... So here's the thing. So I, I think the money's here. I think there's a lot of money to be made here in Massachusetts, um, more than Florida. Florida, there's a lot of competition. People don't like to pay as much as they pay here. Um, so I would love to own a house here, live here, have my family here. But at the same time, I just got, I, I don't know if I could do with the snow any longer. That's the toughest part. I love the summer here though. If it was like this all year round in the summer here, I think I would live here forever. But like I said, I remember where I came from. I know where I started, where all my, all my friends are. And I think I'm going to end up in Florida at some point. But like I said, I like to establish the business here before I, I make that big move i always tell myself i'm like okay i think in two years from now i can leave but looking back at it now, now speaking to you as well um i just think about it i'm like wow i could really make make this as big as i possibly can so why not do it for the next extra five years and then while well, when, when i'm 30 i could be retired not retired but well off living in florida not having to worry about things could spend more time with my family hopefully have kids by that time um, so it's something I definitely want to work hard for here, definitely getting into the real estate soon. So very excited for that. Absolutely. And, you know, as you and I have talked about before, you know, you start to build up these systems within the business, trying to make things a little bit easier on yourself, leveraging other people's ability to help you to be able to work. So you're not the only person doing everything or just you and your mom, like having these people come like that's that's the idea of building a business right. or you know in my eyes what I'd like to see with building a business is building something where everyone can win everyone can make some money and you can start to do the higher level tasks like focus on getting those contracts or getting those those property management clients you know you can spend an hour cleaning or you can spend an hour doing something else while somebody's doing that cleaning for you exactly um so i'm trying to work on my spare time as much as i can now um, like I said, I'm hungry, so I'm trying to get as many contracts, meet as many people as I can. So um, that's something I'm working on right now on getting, just growing this business as big as I can. And um, I just need to take advantage of the circle I have, the people that's around me, the connections I have made throughout these past years, and just pull the trigger on everything as I can. Well, and people that are at, you know, people that are where you want to be, if they see you working hard, they see you trying, trying to figure stuff out. Those people t tend to be pretty happy to help you because they, they are like because to they've see... been there before, right? And they were. I feel like those people that we're speaking about right now, um, 
they look back at where they started. And I think they're like, okay, let me help him out. And I think that's huge already. Just if, if I go up to somebody, I'm like, hey, look, I'm growing my business. Can I get a contract here in this commercial? And they'll be like, yeah, I'd love to help you out. And then let's say that's somewhere they started. It's just going to bring up that memory of how everything started. And hopefully they're humble enough to help me out there. That, that'd be huge. Absolutely. Um, now, as far as anything else that you do in your free time, you know, I, you know, you said I know you said you do some fishing, a little bit of hunting. What yep. else do you like to do around here? Um, it's kind of tough. I mean, I'm trying to get into hiking. Definitely trying to get into hiking. Um, but mostly besides fishing, hunting, spending time with my dog, um, I'm trying to start to get. I want to get into running. Um, I hate running. But like I feel like getting a jog in every day is a nice nice thing to do. But I'm definitely open to anything you you suggest. Yeah, well chasing a soccer ball is a lot more fun than running down the street. It is. I do not know how people do track, I'll tell you that. I've always been in high school, I'm like, how do people like doing track? I'm like, I just cannot. I do not find running fun at all. And another thing was um going back to my soccer career, um I hated training. I hated training. I would never like to train and sometimes I think about it, I'm like if I worked this hard, where could I have been? Because I know for a fact that in the training facilities, when I was training practices, I never gave 100%. Never. Maybe 60 75%. And that extra 25% that other kids give is what makes a difference. Goes to show where they are now. Most of them playing in the MLS, um, USL, high divisions in soccer. Um, that just those extra, that extra hour that you give in the training or the extra mile that you go takes you places. And that's something I regret not having. And when you're competing against someone that loves to train, they're going to beat you. They're just like if you're... If, if I was training with somebody, I know I've, I have a, a winning mentality. And no matter what, I'm going to beat you. That's one thing in my head. Um, I don't like to lose. So when it came down to competing with somebody, I was always going to win. Uh, whether it was off the field, on the field, I was going to beat you somehow. But like I said, if it was for me going by myself to the field, it was tough for me to have that motivation. That's why, for example, now in the gym, I can't go to the gym alone because I don't have that motivation to lift that extra five, ten pounds unless if I was with somebody. So we're, training with somebody definitely motivates you. And seeing Same thing with business. Same thing with business. Like I said, speaking to you, speaking to anybody, any other mentor just motivates me. It makes me even more hungry. Um, and hopefully I could keep that circle. Yeah, well, it's crazy. I mean, you were, what? 15, 20 years ago, selling water bottles. Selling water in the streets. In the streets. Now you've got multiple business ventures that you're working on. Yeah, so, definitely. And you're 23 years old 23 now. 23 years old. So you got a lot of long road ahead of you. I do. Sometimes I think that I'm like, I'm, I'm too late. But elderly people are like, you're not too late. You're in time. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be quite a journey. Absolutely. Well, dude, I want to thank you for coming down here and talking to me. I know you got a lot going on right now, Definitely. so I want to be respectful of your time. No, but, thank you uh, for having me, Tim. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have many more conversations like this. For sure. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in with us. We do this to share the stories of some of the incredible individuals in your community. All we ask in return is if you found value from this episode, please share it with someone else who may also gain value from the show. Please feel free to rate or review the show. Your feedback helps us give you more of what you want. Until next time, I'm Tim Lanza, and this was another Local Legacy.